beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another year has come to an end, and maybe it was a great year for you. Maybe it was a year you would rather forget. I'm sure overall, though, it was an eventful year. Certainly was an eventful year on the world stage. Here are some of the events that caught our attention in 2021. On January 6th, there was the infamous event at the U.S. Capitol Hill. Uh, Some called it a peaceful protest. Others called it a riot. Others called it a terrorist attack. Whatever it was, it wasn't pretty. It dominated headlines for weeks. Throughout the year, we saw various challenges on the world's supply chains. Some of it was caused by natural disasters. Others were caused by a giant container uh, ship getting stuck in the Suez Canal. Caused much havoc. We also witnessed things like the Olympic Games, uh, the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, graves uncovered at the former residential schools here in Canada, uh, catastrophic flooding in B.C., and of course there was the ongoing saga of the COVID-19 pandemic. And we pray that it all comes to an end soon in 2022. And we can be certain that there will be similar stories catching our attention in the new year. But when we look back at the past year, I'd like to ask you this. You know, through all those events, through all those things you did in the past year, how much of your attention was focused on God? How much of your attention was focused on God? You know, how much space in your mind in your heart was reserved for the Lord. You see, if you're not careful, all your focus can be fixated horizontally on the things going around you, on your day-to-day life, and it's easy to uh, push God out of those things if we're not careful. But what we need to do also in the coming year is to remember not just to look horizontally, but fix our eyes vertically on our great God. We need to keep in mind who He is. Focus on Him at all times, every day. And we need to worship Him. Learn to worship Him every day of our lives. And doing this will will transform our lives also in the coming year, 2022. So, I preach you God's Word under the following theme. In the year of our Lord, 2022, keep your eyes fixed on the greatness of your God. We have three points. First of all, remember your great God. Second, rejoice that He is your King. And third, worship your way through the year. Our text is from 1 Chronicles 29. Again, David's prayer in the assembly of Israel. And David, he was nearing the end of his reign. And during the last part of his reign, he concentrated on making preparations for the construction of the temple that would take place after he was gone. David amassed huge amounts of material for Solomon to use for the construction of the temple. And the people of Israel, they also willingly 
They gave, gave huge gifts of gold, silver, and bronze, and iron for the work. You can read about that right before our text as well. Here in our text, David's preparations were now complete, and so he offered up a prayer to God in the presence of Israel. His prayer begins with these words, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. You know what? Beautiful words of worship. Beautiful words of worship. Consider some of the things he says here. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness. How true that is. God is greater than anything we can even imagine. He never changes. He always existed. He is without beginning. He is without end. He created all things. He created the billions upon billions of galaxies and each of those galaxies with billions upon billions of stars. And even the vastness of the universe cannot contain our God. Solomon himself, after he had constructed the temple, he prayed to the Lord saying, the heavens, even the highest heavens cannot contain you how much less this temple I have built. That is the greatness of our God. And David prays, yours, O Lord, is the power. Again, God's power, limitless, simply limitless. Think of this creation, look around you, God created the world simply by saying the word. Things that did not exist came into being By the power of his will in an instant. And he still holds together every molecule in the entire universe by a simple act of his will. We cannot fathom the power of God. David prays, Yours, O Lord, is the glory. His glory is unsurpassed. God is said to live in unapproachable light. His glory is far greater than the sun shining in full strength. If you were to you know, look at the sun for just a few, few minutes, you would burn uh, your eyes. Looking at the power of the sun, its glory. But even that, the sun, the glory of the sun, it does not compare with the glory of God. No one can see God and live, says God's word. David prays, yours, O Lord, is the majesty, and God's majesty, uh, it incites worship. In the Bible, we see whenever anyone got near his presence, they couldn't help but fall down in worship. Consider only John's vision of heaven in Revelation 4. The four living creatures day and night never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And the 24 elders likewise fall down before God who's seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. 
For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. And notice also how David puts it in his prayer. He does not say, yours, O Lord, is greatness and power and glory and victory majesty. Instead, he says, yours is the greatness and the power and the uh, majesty, and so on. Right? God is the ultimate source of all those things. Greatness and power and glory, they originate in God. Whenever we find these things in creation, we, ex- we see an expression of you know, the glory and majesty of God. Think of what we read from Job 38, uh, Job had cried out for answers from the Lord, and the Lord simply pointed him to the things in creation that showed God's majesty, showed God's power and greatness. And as we see these things in creation, we are to remember that all of this points to the glory of God of our great God. Beloved, this is our God. And maybe we, maybe we can easily lose sight of that, just how great and awesome He is. Right? We can easily lose sight of, of God's power, His glory, His majesty. As I said in the introduction, our eyes are often drawn just to the, the horizontal things around us, the things we just deal with in our day-to-day lives world events, our eyes are just often so fixated on the horizontal level. We forget also to fix our eyes on God. Our eyes get fixated on life's problems and struggles, and they can block out everything else. They can block out our vision of the Lord. David wasn't perfect in this regard either, but he still knew his God, and he grew in this. And he understood something of of God's strength and power, and so he expresses that in his prayer as well. And we need to keep coming back to this again and again, also in the new year. Keep coming back to who our God is, keeping him in focus. That means also studying Scripture again and again to see who our God is. As we study, we pray that our wonder and awe of God would deepen as He is revealed on every page of the Bible. And it's good to ask, how might that change us? How might that change us? How might it change our perspective in in the new year? Well, it can do many things for us. Here's one, it, it might help us to take our eyes off all the problems of this world. You know, ask yourself, how much time did I spend in 2021 looking at you know, news stories about world politics, world pandemic, and world disasters, and just got caught up in those things, but really forgot about the Lord? You know, the internet can be a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. Gives us so much, or gives us quick access to so much information, 
The other day I was interested in seeing what it would take to grow a small avocado tree. So I looked it up on YouTube and there was all kinds of videos telling you how to do it. It's great. But on the other hand, the internet can be a terrible thing. You have instant access to hordes of information about every problem in the world. And to know some of that stuff is, is all well and good. We don't want to be ignorant about world issues. However, the simple fact is, we are small, finite creatures. We are not God. We were not designed to handle all the world's problems ourselves. We simply cannot do it. Remember, we are, we are creatures of dust. We don't have the power and strength of God. It can be crushing to take it all in. And yet our eyes, are again, are fixated so much on the horizontal, looking at the problems all around, but we lose sight of God. And so in the new year, rather than fixating on the information overload of the internet, I encourage you, I urge you to fix your eyes on God and His greatness. Consider the words of Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Right? Be still, be, know that the Lord is God. He will be exalted in the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. Let God be God. Remember who He is. Fix your thoughts on Him. and Praise Him. Brings us to our second point. David continues his prayer also by emphasizing God's kingship. He continues on, he says, Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head or ruler above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. God is king. He has exalted himself as head of all the earth. Every creature is answerable to him. Every human will come before his throne. The eternal kingdom belongs to him. And Israel, the people of Israel back then, in David's time, they needed to understand that and to believe that. See, David was king in Israel for 40 years. His rule was largely successful and good for Israel. But in humility, David acknowledges that he was only king under God. His reign was puny compared to the Lord's. And David's son Solomon was about to succeed David as king. And yet Solomon and all Israel must remember who ultimately was on the throne. The Lord. And so they must give their ultimate allegiance to God. And Solomon's reign would bring lots of prosperity, but they must learn not to see Solomon as the uh, giver of all those things ultimately, but God. They must learn to trust in the Lord fundamentally who gives all things. Trust in God's kingship. 
You see, both David and Solomon's kingship was a means, a means to serve God's kingdom, eternal kingdom. You see, their their reigns are only a small part of something much bigger than themselves. God was using them to work towards establishing His eternal kingdom in Christ. God was not working to establish David and Solomon's reign for their own sake, for the sake of God's kingdom, His eternal kingdom. And through David and Solomon, God built up a line of kings in Judah. And from that line of kings, despite all the ups and downs, despite all the hardship and pain, despite all the sin and apostasy, God was working to bring the Christ into this world, the Son of God. And Jesus Christ came in the line of David and Solomon by the kingship of God. And he came to suffer and die. He came to suffer and die for our sins. And by his suffering and death and resurrection, Christ secured the eternal kingdom of God on earth. That's what he did. See, by his perfect obedience... God crowned Christ with glory and honor, seated Christ at his right hand in heaven. Christ now lives and reigns forever. We live in the year of our Lord, 2021 or 2022. Christ is king. Christ ensures that God's kingdom will come perfectly, it will come forever. He will reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. God has also done this marvelous work in Christ for our benefit. Ephesians 1 says, God raised Christ from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. God exalted Christ to his right hand for the benefit of the church as well. In fact, that's why we're here this evening, worshiping our God. God exalted Christ far above all rule and authority. God put all things under his feet. God gave Christ for the church as head over all things. And from heaven, Christ expands the kingdom of God over this earth. That's why the kingdom of God advances in this world, because Christ is on the throne. And by God's grace, pure grace, the kingdom of God advances has come to us. That's why we're here this evening. It's by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God we belong to that kingdom. And in fact, it's also by God's grace we share in that exaltation of Christ. Ephesians 2, the next chapter says, even when we were dead in our trespasses, 
God made us alive together with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we share in that glory of Christ even now. We benefit from His reign. And that's why we look forward in hope as we enter into 2022 in, it's, in the year 2022. It's another year. Again, the year of our Lord. The year of our King. Yes, there's lots of turmoil in the world. But through it all, Christ will build God's kingdom on the earth even through all the upheaval. You see, all the kingdoms of the earth, they actually serve the building up of God's kingdom in some way. That was true of David and Solomon's reign. God used it uh, for the building, establishment of his kingdom. But it's also true of all nations and rulers on the earth, no matter how uh, pagan and unbelieving they might be. You know, think of the kingdoms that came between Solomon and Christ. The Greek Empire, it spread far and wide through Alexander the Great. The peace of Rome came shortly before the time of Jesus. And God used those things for the building of his kingdom. Both of these empires made it the perfect time for the Christ to come. The spread of the Greek Empire through Alexander the Great brought a universal language of Greek for the New Testament Scriptures to be written in, so that the gospel might go far and wide. People could read Scripture and understand it. And the peace of Rome enabled the apostles to bring the gospel far and wide throughout that empire. So both those empires, pagan as they might have been, serve the building up of God's kingdom on earth in a glorious way. To God belongs the kingdom, praise David. The same is true today. All the kingdoms of the earth, even ones with the most wicked and depraved rulers, will be used by God for the establishment of His eternal kingdom. And we can be sure of that. No matter what might happen in this world, with world politics, the world stage, God will use it to build his kingdom. Prime Minister Trudeau and the government of this land will be used by God. The same goes for President Biden, Vladimir Putin of Russia, the rulers of China. Right? Despite all the upheaval we might see, despite all the attacks on Christ's church, we might see in this world, the kingdom belongs to God. He will exalt himself as king and head over the earth. One day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We rejoice now as we know from God's word. Christ is king. He's our king. So we willingly bow our knees now already. He is our head. We are his body. And our king gave up his life for us. That brings us to our last point. 
David ends a section of his prayer uh, with words of pure worship. He prays, Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God. We praise your glorious name. Beloved, we were made for worship. We were made to worship God. And that's what life is ultimately about. It's ultimately about worship. Everything we do in life can be an aspect of worship when we do it with thanksgiving, when we do it to the glory of God. And so this, this prayer also serves as a, as a call to worship the Lord throughout the year. You know, maybe we can make it a, a catchphrase for the new year, worship your way through 2022. And this gives so much more meaning to life. And you're, you're not just going to work or school to get through the daily grind You're worshiping Almighty God as you do all things for His glory every day. You know, you're living for someone and something so much bigger than yourself. In all the mundane tasks of life, we're doing it for someone so much greater than ourselves. When dealing with low self-esteem, many advise... Many people advise others to you know, just think better thoughts about themselves. If you think better about yourself, eventually you'll feel better. Well, it's certainly good to avoid uh, harmful thinking. Yes, avoid hurtful thoughts about ourselves. But there's still something fundamentally missing from that advice. Instead of just thinking about ourselves more, better thoughts about ourselves, we should turn our eyes away from ourselves and turn them to God. Focus on Him. We are living for Him. And He loved us so much that Almighty God gave His eternal Son to die for us even while we were sinners. That's how much He loved us. So now we do everything in life for our Heavenly Father and for we, we do it for glorifying Him, for magnifying Him. He delights to see His children living for Him in everything they do day by day. And when we focus on God and His power and His glory, it produces both humility and thanksgiving in us. Think of our text. David was king in Israel. Yes, he had both riches, he had honor. But listen to his prayer. Both riches and honor come from you, O Lord. You are the one who makes people great. You are the one who gives strength to all. David knew he couldn't point to himself. He had to point everyone to to his God in heaven, the source of every gift. And if you were to read beyond our text, David continues in prayer saying, 
who are we that we should be able to give so willingly for the temple construction, right? Even though we've given all these gifts, who are we that we should be able to give like this? All things come from you, O God. We have only given to you from what you have given to us. All this abundance that we have provided for your house comes from your hand and is all your own. To God alone be the glory is essentially what David is saying. This is where worship brings us also. God is the source of all of our strength, even the strength we received in this past year. Everything we received came from him. Everything we will receive in the new year comes from him. Everything we do is because God allows us to do it. Every good deed we do is because God is at work to um, work in us, to will and to work according to his good pleasure. So in the new year, let's worship him by giving him all the glory let us remember to thank him for all that we can accomplish also. You know, God might also let us go through hard times as well. You know, suffering and hardships, he sometimes sends those things into our lives also to bring us to rely on him more so that we might see that all of our strength is from him. It's all too easy to rely on ourselves. God so often breaks us of our self-reliance. In 2 Corinthians 1, the Apostle Paul wrote about his own experience in this regard. And he wrote, We do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. That was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. God is glorified by us when we rely not on ourselves, but on Him and seek His power. You know, the pride of our self, our, our sinful nature, wants to hold on to that self-reliance. Often it's only broken through trials, through suffering. And we might not like that. But the fruit it produces is sweet. When through it we learn to rely on God all the more. You know, it can be hard to worship when you're going through suffering. And suffering easily brings out frustration and even anger out of our hearts. And you might find that happens to you at some point in the new year also. That's what happened to Job in the book of Job. Went through terrible suffering. And as you read through the book of Job, he just cried out to God for answers, demanded answers from God. And God did eventually speak, as we read from Job 38. 
But instead of explaining to Job everything that, that had happened beyond, behind the scenes that we can see from the beginning of that book, the Lord just proclaimed to Job His greatness and His majesty also as displayed in creation. Job had to understand that God's power, His greatness, and His wisdom was so much greater than His own, and he had to be content with that. And when he was confronted with that power and greatness of God, he finally confessed in Job 42, confessed to God, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. I had heard of you, O Lord, by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job learned to be content with the wisdom and the majesty and power of God. And he humbled himself. Those words of Job, summarized well by Charles Spurgeon, when he said, My dear friend, when grief presses you down into the dust, worship there. Worship there. Yes, we may face suffering in the year ahead, but even still, we are in God's loving hands. His loving hands, His powerful hands, but loving hands. He will renew his children. He renewed Job. He will renew us eventually too. Because of that, we are always full of hope. We have sure confidence of what is, or despite what might come. We can worship God through it all. You know, this coming year, we won't worship God perfectly, it's true. But one day we will. We will worship Him with all of our being. We will be filled with joy. And that will be the perfect day, eternal life. And that's when also, too, everyone will be united in perfect worship of our God. Amen. Let us respond to the preaching of God's Word by praising our great God the words of Psalm 135, stanzas 1, 2, 6, and 10. <clears throat> 